Welcome to In the Name of Game. Welcome to In the Name of Game, a video game podcast. Today is November 29th, 2012. And welcome to our show. Uh, I'm your host, Iggy. I'm co-host, David. And I'm co-host, Adam. Jesus. Sorry. Whoa. Um, <laughs> welcome to our show. I, sorry, that's like the worst possible time to call. Um, we got a we got a great show for you guys today. <coughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we we have uh, some news, and we also have our follow up uh, spoiler alert at the end of the show about uh, the end of the Walking Dead game from Telltale. So Adam and I will be talking about that. And um, I'll probably check out for that. Right, so you don't get, so you don't get spoiled. Spoiled. Um, but we have a lot of cool other things to talk about before that. So uh, before we get started, I'd like to say I totally forgot about this uh, email from before, and I feel awful about it. But we actually did get a, a lovely uh, email from one of our listeners. His name is uh, Mouse Mary Jest, and uh, thank you, Mouse, for sending us. Uh, your email um he was wanting to bring up the quest for glory well not quest for glory the lori and cory cole game that's you know quest for glory-esque i guess called um rogues to rich it no rogue yeah. to yep. redemption <laughs> i always rogues. forget that i think it is rogue to redemption rogue to redemption i, I was gonna say rogues to riches because that also riches. sounds that can be the sequel <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate those puns those are those are pretty good titles <laughs> both are good because <laughs> we mentioned the kickstarter before and it's ended and actually they were super lucky because they just barely made their uh i think it was like four hundred thousand or something for for their particular kickstarter but they made it so uh, they're gonna yeah, be making can, that game. Can, uh, we can read that emails at the end, so uh, yeah. so he gets his full uh, moment, of, full moment of glory. We, we fully appreciate our listeners. <laughs> well, I, actually, that was kind of the the, the main. That's part the irony. Of the <laughs> <laughs> we fully appreciate them once we find their emails. We actually, I'm sorry, Mouse, but uh, I'm gonna post a link in our show notes. He did actually a nice uh, retrospective article about the Quest for Glory games. Um, and, uh, there was an, also an interview, uh, at adventuregamers.com that he posted as well. So I'll, uh, I'll have both of those in the show notes if you'd like to follow up about Quest for Glory type stuff. Awesomeness. Um, but yeah, now we have our news to talk about. So there's a lot of interesting little mini tidbits this week, I noticed. Um, so uh, Se- uh, Sega Fighters or Sega oh, Sonic yeah. Fighters, uh, there's like three different names for this thing. We mentioned last week that Sonic the Fighters was going to be on Xbox Live and PSN. So, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Iggy it, it, was talking to me <laughs> earlier today and said, hey, Sonic Fighters is is out. And I was like, well, as big as a Sonic fan as I am, <laughs> yeah. I, I am not excited about this. I, I have many a memory of going to arcades and being continuously disappointed by this terrible game. Uh, and I said, I was like, if they release Virtua Fighter or even Virtua Fighter 2, that will be a brilliant day. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Virtua Fighter 2 is available this week for download on uh, PSN and probably oh. That is 
Awesome. I'm going to be getting that immediately. Because if and you so didn't notice, he's a big Virtua Fighter fan. So. I love Virtua Fighter. It's so <laughs> great, but mostly the older ones. Virtua Fighter 4, not a big fan, but even though you know, it's still pretty good. Uh, but uh, yeah, dude, Virtua Fighter 2 is the opposite of those Sonic Fighter memories. <laughs> like, so many good memories of going to arcades and just being like, dude, it's on. Somebody, Virtua Fighter 2, let's do it. <laughs> and like, thinking it was so damn awesome looking. Like, whoa, they look like people. <laughs> they, don't, they don't look like Brio blocks. <laughs> right. Yeah. But anyway. that's going to be available. Um, Something Sonic related that is cool uh, is uh, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, which came out. And apparently the reviews so far are... <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some review that's totally shitty because there always is one. But um, so far, so good. Uh, it, it's way better than the previous one because they did have a previous yeah. racing game, right? With a whole... Two, two years ago, yeah. uh, Sonic Racing All-Stars came out. And it sucked. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> that great, yeah. They did something. And maybe it's, you know, incorporating those different types of vehicles you fly or drive or whatever, depending on what land you're on, um, or just the gameplay in general. But it's much better this this time around. And I can't remember if I mentioned it in the previous podcast. I feel like I would have because I'm so into TF2. But, like, uh, from what I understand, if you get the PC version... Um, you know, you get kind of custom characters depending on, I guess, which console you have. If you get the PC version, you'll actually get the group of Pyro Heavy and Spy in in a, a vehicle. So, like, what happens is it'll be Pyro when you're driving through regular stuff with a regular car, and then Heavy is in the boat-like form of the car, and then Spy is in, like, the plane version of the, of the car. So awesome. it, it's pretty cool. There's a bunch of other, like, you know somewhat known characters they have that samba de amigo monkey and some <laughs> other things you know um I'm surprised they don't have like a seaman car yeah. or something oh, like they doing like sega characters i think wreck it ralph makes an appearance yeah that's right um i'm not sure if that one's console specific maybe it's on all of them i did see a video where wreck it ralph has what looks like a slow ass like a helicopter car kind of thing but right. apparently he, he's still pretty fast yeah. um but yeah so he's probably Sonic... driving the car from the movie oh that's right that like yeah. sucky candy car <laughs> yeah the candy car maybe it is yeah. for some reason my memory makes it me think it was a, a bulkier car but oh. it might be that but yeah see, but four and a half stars on joystick 8.6 on ign this mm-hmm. game is so far, so good. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's. I'm glad to hear that at least something Sonic lately. Is I've, good. I've been getting like pounded in the face with advertisements for that game, and uh, and all the stuff that I see looks great. Like the environments, especially, look like crazy cool. Hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Sonic recently is. I mean, you know, we've been we've discussed this that he's sort of in his second Renaissance period now, of like you know. Starting, I think, kicking it off with Sonic Colors as just like one of the most amazing Sonic games ever, ever conceived, and then skyrocketing into Sonic Generations, and uh, which is still good. <laughs> yeah, which is very good. And then Sonic uh, episode, you know, Sonic Four, not super mm. great, but not terrible either. Like Sonic Sonic episode. Sonic 4 Episode 2 is, is definitely better. And Was far- Sonic 4 Episode 2 the one that had that, that um, minecart level that everybody hated so much? 
minecart level? Well, oh, maybe like, it, maybe it didn't make it into the final, but I do remember at one point when they were initially showing off the levels, there was this weird minecart level that, that like um you wouldn't necessarily turn the minecart, you actually turned the world and it made the minecart move uh, based on like how you rotated the world. Oh. And I, I remember in an earlier version of either I mean, there's only been two episodes of Sonic 4, right? So either the first one or the second one, obviously, had this level. And apparently people hated it so much that maybe from the way you're describing it, they might have just taken it out completely. Maybe. Well, um, the first the first Sonic had, it was the worst, like one of the worst ideas they had was the whole, like, you know, because um, the whole... You know, there's that whole clever thing where, like, episode one is an homage to Sonic 1, you know? Mm-hmm. So it incorporates a lot of visual elements from Sonic 1. And, and the special stage was, like, a very close mimic of the special stage from Sonic 1. Except um, in Sonic 1, the world spins at a constant rate around you, and you navigate through it. In mm. this one, you spin the world, and then not, Sonic just falls through it, you know? And it was... the worst it was the dumbest <laughs> i thought i was like this is the worst part of this game by far and it was really janky like super unpolished controls and everything and like obviously the special stages in sonic episode 2 just like kicks the crap out of it like you know clearly an homage to the half pipe levels from sonic 2 and just like mega polished mega good looks great Hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, maybe maybe they were gonna try to do something similar, and they hosed they hosed it. But I really don't know. That's that's what I'm thinking must have happened. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so there's all that that good stuff coming up, the retro stuff. Oh, speaking of retro stuff, uh, they're going to be releasing a combo of uh, Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge, and Darkstalkers Three, and the pack is called Darkstalkers Resurrection. So um, I'm not sure how much that's going to be. It's two games, so I'm sure they're going to try to charge at least 15 bucks, if not more. Um, but yeah, so th- so they're doing that. I think they are going to try to do online gaming versions of those games. I'm, hmm. I'm not entirely sure because be they cool. they mentioned netcode, so it's like usually when people mention that, I would think like, oh, it's it must be online. Uh, Co- uh, competition with each other, but the funny thing is, I never really played that much Darkstalkers. <laughs> so when I saw the article, I was like, mm, okay. But I do know a lot of people that that are really interested by you know just any Darkstalkers, anything. Considering that that was always kind of the lesser, not not lesser in quality, but the lesser mentioned of um, the Capcom games, at least right. at least uh, in North America. It definitely has like a cult following, and you know, yeah. popular enough. Those characters have constantly made their way into the sort of like Street Fighter All Stars series, you know. Yeah. And any of those Capcom mashup games, like you know, somebody always makes a guest appearance. Um, well, it's always like a s- specific few of those Darkstalkers. Yeah. There's like oh, some yeah, that, definitely. like, what's his name? The fish guy never makes it in, and then, uh, <laughs> well, actually, um, the werewolf, what's his face, John Talbain, did make it into, or like he was. I think it was it the first Marvel versus Capcom where they would have the little assistant characters like you would send in somebody but they didn't fight for you. Right. Yeah. And I swear they had some dark stalkers that, that were the assists but they weren't like actually playable. Hmm. Um and of course what's his face the not Anubis uh the giant like mummy guy has been okay. in 
a, a bunch of them as well. Okay. But yeah, but not so, Felicia. She's not been in any of those games. She she never gets mentioned. So oh god. <laughs> yeah, I she loved that cartoon. You guys have watched so the cartoon? Much. Oh, the, what? The, <laughs> the awful Darkstalkers. There the, was um, a cartoon. <laughs> okay, there's two different cartoons. Oh my god. And they're drastically different. There's the American one, which looks like utter ass. And then there's the, the Japanese one, which is anime, and it's all serious and dark, and actually is kind of cool. Yeah, um, I never saw the the Japanese one, but I'd always watch the uh, American one before school. I distinctly <laughs> remember that before well, going to school, I'd see that in the morning. They, they did this stupid thing with the Dark Stalkers cartoon, the the U.S. cartoon, where it's not good enough just to have the characters interacting and stuff, which, by the way, already was bad. Like animation was. Complete shit. Like, you must have seen... Okay, David, you've seen the Street Fighter cartoon, right? The American yeah. one? Yep. The, the terrible one? Yeah. The animation quality was actually slightly worse than that in the Darkstalkers yeah. cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> like, totally off-model half the time. And Felicia actually would look really bizarre because, like, some of the animators clearly had a hard time dealing with, you know, the fact that her hands and feet would be, like... They're, su- they're supposed to be way bigger than the rest of her. Like, yeah. her proportions would always be way off. Um, but the stupid thing in the American cartoon is, and they didn't do this in the Street Fighter one, um, they couldn't just let all the characters do whatever. They had to make, I guess, the kid watching the show feel like they connected with it somehow. So they introduced this little boy, this little bespectacled, uh, uh, blonde kid, super nerd. I forgot what his name is, but, um, they made him a character in the show. And I think they gave him some weird-ass backstory, like, oh, your ancient ancestor was, like, Merlin. So you sometimes, when it's convenient to the plot, can do, like, magic so that you somehow relate to these other Darkstalkers that have, like, actual power. Yeah, Harry. His name was Harry. Oh, was it Harry? <laughs> if, you, uh, if you actually Google Darkstalkers cartoon, the first two videos that pop up, one that says American Darkstalkers intro on YouTube, the second one is Darkstalkers cartoon dot 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 horrible (laughs) (laughs) it's like you've seen you must have seen on youtube where people do those little um sections from street fighter like when uh bison's going like yes yes you know like those those awful sections of that show well they somebody did the same thing a while back with sections of dark stalkers like the really really bad parts of the cartoon and oh it's it's kind of a mix between extremely cringeworthy and actually hilarious because I don't know who would have thought that these plot ideas were smart or like any of this dialogue was a good idea. Like they say puns constantly like have a nice trip and kind of thing. <laughs> like <laughs> Everything. And just, oh God. they always, why is it in street fighters in the street fighter and dark stalkers cartoons, whenever they fight, it looks like people are tripping. Like, They'll they'll start to run, but like the run cycle is really fucking weird. Like it looks like they're stumbling or something. Like, it, it, it's like nobody looked at any reference when they um, when they animated. <laughs> it's really weird, and I'm sure the budget was extremely low. But yeah. um, speaking of low budgets, and actually, boom, segue. <laughs> yes. Okay. Until <laughs> you messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knew what was happening until you yeah. said anything. But, but seriously, that just reminded me. Um, I, I wasn't going to mention it before, but it's so shitty. I think I should mention it. Okay. They are doing a, an anime to um, Mass Effect 3. Like, it's a, a prequel kind of anime, and it's called Paragon Lost. And it, it features, it, out of all the characters they could have picked, it features James Vega, the guy that's voiced by Freddie Prince Jr. 
Um, I have nothing against Freddie Prince Jr. He actually seems like a really cool dude. I just think that the the content for this fucking anime is stupid. It's like a, I guess, feature length. And actually, I think either this week or next week, they've been saying like, oh, you could see it in theaters. Like, no, no one's going to want to. Well, <laughs> most no one is going to want to see this in theaters. Right. Um, it's it's done by shit. I, I remember I used to remember what the um, the anime studio is. It's it's one of the more famous studios, but it looks like they probably didn't have much in the way of a budget because they do the the terrible thing that low budget animes do, where they'll have everyone stand in one place and they won't even move at all. Like you know some shows like they'll at least have hair moving or some kind of bullshit. They were they they showed a clip on YouTube of um, them talking about some kind of alien pedestal or something they found and everybody they get into position and then they stop and then they do the like three to five uh, frame loop of their mouth right <laughs> they're like doing the plot and whatever and i'm like oh my god this is awful they did this for like three minutes <laughs> and i i can't i can't believe that that's somehow acceptable and then i'd seen an action sequence later in the the um in the the anime and they had Krogans, who are, you know, the big, burly yeah. uh, aliens in the game. And they looked nothing like Krogans. They actually look like some kind of weird dinosaurs or something like that. So it's like, first of all, they can't do anything on model to the actual games. And then they do, like, extremely anime, bad quality animation, as well as weird dialogue. Like, the, you got to hand it to Bioware. With all the mistakes they've made, they still do generally make really good dialogue for their games. Like, at least conversations that sometimes feel more realistic or are at least fun to listen to. But the anime that they've made, this Paragon of Lost, like, they say really cheesy, like, anime-esque lines. Like, uh, I can't describe it. You know, like, for example, when somebody just says somebody's name, like, Tetsuo, or, like, they, they, they say some phrase, like, oh, I'll get you, get, like, you know, like, very typical phrases that you could find in almost any anime show. Like, it doesn't really feel like Mass Effect. It feels like they did a show, and then they're like, oh, wait, shit, it's supposed to be Mass Effect. So then they put, like, the armor from Mass Effect, or something like that. Like, just so it's, like, barely connected and then they have freddie prince jr doing a voice but nobody else reprising their roles in the anime so it's it's fucking awful it's because freddie um, prince jr isn't up to much these days yeah, well, he's not very yeah well he's up to more than will wheaton i mean <laughs> no, will wheaton's about- like you know recurring star on the uh the emmy award-winning piece of crap series <laughs> uh uh Three, four nerds and a woman. Four. Oh, oh well, he's Big also Bang on Theory? that Bang woman's. Theory. Oh, oh, <laughs> Big Bang Theory. I thought you were talking about uh, the Guild, actually. Oh, has uh, he been in that? But there's too? more than one woman. Uh yeah, he was like on the last season of it, but actually he's on the um, Felicia Day's YouTube channel now, Geek and Sundry. Oh god, is what it's called, and he has a. It's funny that you brought him up because I've been watching a lot of these videos because he does like tabletop games Uh so he'll get like three other d-list celebrities on (laughs) very affordable that's awesome three other (laughs) d-list and and he is just so annoying it's just terrible watching this because he he's overacting on the show where he's supposed to be himself so right but anyway well he's made this weird after career yeah. Of of being a, a nobody, but 
somebody who was kind of a somebody on Star Trek. And that was it. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I guess that's clever if you can still, you know, extend those 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. But it's not something I would, you know, I'd be like, oh, my God, Will Wheaton, if I ever saw him. Right, exactly. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we kind of derailed a lot. But, um, yeah, so. uh, Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? And say so we had some somewhat depressing news for uh we were talking about before the show you know this uh we had our good old black friday recently oh yeah and some numbers have come back from black friday and uh sorry, sorry to say that the uh the Wii U sales Wii U sales were beaten um from what i understand pretty tremendously yeah. by the xbox 360 by a <laughs> console that has been out for quite a while has eliminated like pretty totally crushed um yeah the, a brand new you next, know, supposedly next the, way, the way the way you phrased it for some reason reminded me of emperor palpatine <laughs> when you're like i'm sorry to say like i i kept imagining it sounding more like Oh, the EU sales will be quite disappointing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm afraid the I'm Xbox afraid. 360 will be quite yes. operational. <laughs> the life of the Xbox 360 will be quite operational when, when the Wii U arrives. <laughs> God, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's what happened. Uh, so that's not good. Big N off to a not so big start with their new. Uh, console. Well, I mean, it's funny because I was just reading an article earlier today that made the outrageous statement of like, you know, you know, has Sony and Microsoft killed themselves by having this generation of their consoles go on too long? Question oh. mark. You know, <laughs> like what? No, <laughs> the answer is no. Well, um, for Sony though, I don't think it's now. Ironically, now it's not probably because of the game division, but like. I thought I had read that they're still having problems with their their profits. Because um, remember, before, it was mostly because of the game division, because it's like, oh, PS3s are still too expensive being made, and you know they weren't making a profit yet. Now that they have actually started making a profit, I I feel like maybe their, their profit-making problems are actually stemming from other divisions in their company, not yep. necessarily the, the PS3 side of things. You mean like Vita? Oh, yeah, that that could probably be, that's probably it. Uh, Well, what else would it be? No, well, I mean, who's bought a Sony TV in a while? I don't know, like, there's certain Sony products that back in the day I would have, you know, wanted those as opposed to other brand names. But the more I think about it, like, every time there's a a TV or, I don't know, a player or some kind of device that comes, uh, that's come out, Sony's not really the top of the name, uh, the top of the list in terms of uh, brand names that I want. You know, oh. Samsung or LG or something else, because you know, Sony maybe they've gotten better lately, but Sony's always kind of been a bit more expensive for, oh, yeah. for what they have, and especially with co- smaller companies coming up that still offer the same amount of quality, but just frankly less uh, money yeah. to 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 acquire. Like, it makes you think, like, well, I guess I don't really need Sony stuff anymore. It's not like the Walkman days where you're like, oh, shit, I got to get Sony everything. Yeah. You know? That's true. It's changed a lot. But, but yeah, overall, though, they're still, the system-wise, they're still smart because 
their systems are still selling. The games are still good quality. We are starting to get to kind of like the, the edge of the cliff here with right. uh, what can be achieved visually um, with with the games. Because uh, I've been noticing a lot of uh, on a lot of reviews for recent games, almost all of them have that one paragraph in the review that's like, well, it's good for what this machine can handle, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so unless you have a PC, it's like people are very aware now that yeah. they're kind of just holding out potentially for like the next system, which is probably next year or yeah. after. I was thinking about that earlier today. Me and a me and a close friend uh, always have the have the console versus PC discussion because mm-hmm. he's very much PC and I'm very much console. And uh, and you know, not like I'm. It's not like I'm like you know PCs worse than console because I, the point is very valid. Like he was. Just the other day, he was saying to me, you know, he's like, dude, why are you still buying consoles? I'm like, oh, it's, you know, I'm a console dude. And he's like, he's like, yeah, but he's like, you know, when an awesome game comes out, what do I want to play it on? My awesome machine that I've probably <laughs> maintained and have sweet new components or a piece of like six-year-old hardware that yeah. is like probably sucky. He's like, you're not going to play a game on your six or seven-year-old PC like, why would you play it on your six slash seven year old, you know, console? I was we, like, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, before, because um, <clears throat> I think we all come from a generation where it just felt different to play a console game than to play a PC game. Like PC game, you got to sit up in your chair. You're kind of in a more of like an, almost like an office setting for most of your things. Yep. And then a console, it's like you could be on a couch, you enjoy yourself. It, it, it feels more casual in terms of like your, your commitment. Yeah. But uh I mean nowadays that's that's drastically changing especially with Valve announcing that they're going to try to do that um what did they call it the Valve box you know that, that that box essentially that would let you stream um your gaming experience from Steam to uh, a living room setting. So it's like huh. once once you have something like that uh, or at least that's the rumor. <clears throat> once you have something like that where you can have the same experience in the living room on a, a PC uh, system, then that blurs the line between like, well, do I still need consoles now? As long right. as as long as the PC yeah. is still offering a, their version of that game, like, yeah. hmm, maybe I don't like. You just need a controller, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> controller and that streaming box. And as long as you're getting um, you're not getting lag from that box, then you know why not? Because that yeah. is the problem right now with certain um. What is that system shit? There was something, I think it probably failed already, but uh, I, I remember there was that, uh, it was for consoles actually, where you could stream games. Oh, yeah. What the um, hell was that called? Yeah, I'm trying to think, but the, but it actually looked like uh, Sega 3. Like the, <laughs> right? Right. Like it was that small little black box. Um, Why can't I remember? They must have gone under because I don't see them talked about anymore. Huh. Shit. Anyway, but uh, one of the complaints they would have with that that uh, streamable device is that there's always a certain amount of lag. You're not getting exactly one to one, you yeah. know, uh, rate while you're playing. But sure. if they can do that with a Valve Box, then that drastically will change like the whole the, the, the whole game ecosystem. field. Yeah, yeah. The ecosystem of gaming. <laughs> yeah, will be shifted because then if you as long as you have a good PC, why bother with a with yeah. a console? Yeah. I mean, for the community, pff, you know, because uh, I hate to break it to you, but the Xbox Live community, 
Eesh, you know, it's a, kind of shitty sometimes, you know. What do you mean? Well, I don't know. It, it, it's a lot of the people, I guess it depends on the game that you play. But it is always kind of like that, the Call of Duty, Halo kind of community where it's like a bunch of 10-year-olds sw- yeah. swearing and right. screaming, screaming obscenities and whatever. It's, sometimes it's not so much better with PSN either, although I've noticed it's less shitty in some yeah, cases. Yeah, I, I feel that too, yeah. But but usually with Steam, and of course your mileage may vary, I, I, I've out of the three, I've had the least shitty experience with Steam. <laughs> You know, <laughs> but that should the, be their new slogan. <laughs> the least the shitty, least shitty the experience. Least experience. <laughs> we have the least shitty community. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, think, I mean, like the yeah. I mean, this sort of goes without saying, but I think for the longest time, people, you know, there was sort of like a a, a rift where the, in the users where people liked consoles also just because there was no setup required. Exactly. And it was just like, oh, I stick the game in my machine and it's on now. And, you know, with PCs, sometimes people would be like, well, crap, I got to install it. Do I have the right operating system, right. you know? Well, and, uh, on both sides, it's become both easier and harder because it's like now you, you can – I mean, I guess you could before, but now it's easier to buy a pre-made decent PC and be like, oh, I'll just – if you have Steam, oh, click buy, installs yeah. it for you, ready to go. Exactly. It does updates for you, easy. On On the other side, you have – like my PlayStation now, whenever I get a game, with very few exceptions, there's at least like thirty minute kind of download time or like exactly. install time because there's there aren't that many games anymore that will just run straight off the disc. They usually want to install at least a, a couple of gigs to yeah. make sure you're you're having a smoother experience. Yeah, but um, and also yeah, just like I mean, consoles now are basically just like PC media centers, you know, like yeah. nowadays. So now there's all sorts of shit you got to do. Yeah, yeah, the not line. To mention, yeah, not to mention just like every. Well, this is because I, you know, these days I haven't turned on my P- PS3 in a long time. But uh, but I feel like every time I turn on my PS3, I have to wait to play it because there's always a system update. Oh, that's I'm the other like, thing. Fuck. Like when yeah. I did Assassin's Creed, right? I hadn't used my PS3 in a, I don't know a couple of months because I'd just been playing a lot of PC stuff. <laughs> See, already <laughs> the there problem. you go. Um, You're so, part of the problem, Iggy. <laughs> so when I when I turned it on, first of all, PSN has an update, so I can't oh, log right. in yet before I do a PSN update. Then right. the system has an update. Then Man. I put in my <laughs> Assassin's Creed uh, Assassin's Creed Three disc that has to install. And then after that, before I can start, it says there's a patch or update on the game. So it's like, by Wait. the time I'm ready to play, it's almost like an hour later. Yeah. And I'm like, come That's, on, guys, what the fuck? I read a, uh, I, I read an article um, today also about uh, when I was reading about this Black Friday debacle. And uh, people, you know, this article, basically, they, they took their editorial staff and they, they, all of them went out and they got Wii U's. Um, and they basically said, hey, so we want all of you to rate not the system, but the experience of getting and setting up the system, you know, mm-hmm. like rate that as if you were rating a game. And uh, so each one of them did it. And one, of, I remember one of them said exactly that, where they were like, they're like, yeah, I got my Wii U. I got it out of the box. I hooked it all up. That didn't take much time. But once I got connected uh, to the Internet, 
before I could even do anything, it had to like sit there for a super long time and like download a ton of system yeah. shit. You know, it said like, "Oh, sweet, like I I bought this and I I want to play it now, but it's <laughs> now I gotta wait for ages <laughs> for it to uh, prepare itself t- for me to play it." You know, right? So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, those lines are blurring, and it, it, we will come to a point where you know, sorry, Wii U or whatever other system. Uh, unless you're offering something really amazing in terms of maybe the the peripheral or something like the controller or whatever that you just have to have on that system, like they're trying to do with the Wii U, a lot of people are slowly shifting to the PC. Now, the older folks that, you know, they look at technology and they still go, you know, like that... (laughs) You know, like forty uh, somethings or older that that maybe weren't super gamers in the past, they might not be so eager to instantly jump uh, ship and go to to PC gaming exclusively. Because right. for some reason, there is that kind of mental hang up with some people still, where it's like, come on, it's really easy to play. I don't know. <laughs> it's like what? Uh, it's just you just don't want to try to to do it this way. You want to do like the quick and easy, put the disc in the slot, just play. Yeah, and um. You know, that's shifting. It's not happening so much anymore. So I, hopefully everybody will become a little bit more savvy about, uh, you know, playing games on the PC. It's really not that hard. Right. Well, I mean, there's people like me that just, you know, like I, I just, my PC is always my workstation and right. my console is always my game station, you know. And I, and I also feel like, you know, when I think of playing on a PC, I, I want to reserve that experience for, like, online play games mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when I think of PC gaming, I think mostly of things like Skyrim or Team Fortress or World of Warcraft, you know, um, where that's, like, just not the kind of games that someone like me am, is playing, you know? Right. Um, and mostly, and, and, you know, likewise, when I think of PC gaming, I don't think of games like fighting games or you know, or not always RPGs, but like you know, and racing games. Like I think of those uh, as console games. And those well, are see like- that that's interesting because, like for example, Street Fighter Four and some of those other more recent fighting games, like they have PC equivalents. But I always kind of wondered, you know, I wonder if the community is as strong on the PC for those games as as right. they are on on the consoles. Because I do agree, there are certain genres of games that still haven't quite bridged the gap. Like there is. Still, for some reason, people's heads that little thing like that says, "No, no, play it on a controller at you know <laughs> in the living room. It'll be awesome." But as I said, for especially for someone like you, if they provided a way that would allow you to totally play whatever was on your PC in a different room with the controller of your choice, like right. that gets to a point where you, I mean, you might still have that natural kind of hang up or you know just uh, from nostalgia. And everything yeah. like you feel like a console is for gaming, PCs not gaming. Right? Well, the other thing is also like, you know, those sorts of games lend themselves to like multiple players. Mm-hmm. Um, like you would want to have a bunch of people over and play a four-player game, and you're you're most more likely to do that in the living room instead of gathering around your like right. bedroom computer. You know. Yeah, that that is where it's a little trickier. But it's like I can't wait to see what the Valve. That the Valve devices, because right. for example, if they enable multiple controllers, if they enable all, all those kinds of things that yeah. used to be a console exclusive uh, set of items, then you know that that's seriously going to make the PC like a, a an even bigger competitor right yeah. now. Um, but yeah, hey, so- speaking of games on PC, before I forget, I'm gonna um, as if I'm being 
paid by Sega. I'm going to plug something. <laughs> uh, uh, and it's almost too late, but for any of you Starbucks goers out there, anybody who's going to Starbucks this week, this week, the giveaway, like, I don't know if, if you go to a Starbucks often, but if when you go up to the counter, there's always a giveaway. There's always an iTunes giveaway. And uh, the giveaway this week, strangely, is Sonic 4 Episode 2, the whole <laughs> damn game. You can get the whole fucking game. <laughs> it's like, I went, I was at a Starbucks, like, this week, and I was like, what? Like, that's the, what? The game is here. Wait, like like a contest giveaway, or are they just giving no, it to you? A, no, they're just like those cards, right? Yeah. Yep, exactly. Usually they have, like, a, a song download yeah. once in a while, like a movie download, but apparently yeah, it's a like game now. And, like, now, I mean, recently they've been doing app downloads where it's like, hey, this week you can get, like, where's my water, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it's always, like, a ex- uh, limited time where it's, like, just, you know, like, just this week, where's my water? And then, like, the next week it turns into something else. But, yeah, like, this week they're giving away, and, and, it, and it's all the way. Like, one of my coworkers, um, they pointed it out. They were like, oh, my God, look. They're like, That's, is that the whole game? And... They took it, and then at their desk, they have an, their iPad, and they, like, downloaded it and installed it on their iPad, and they're like, oh, my God, they're like, they're, this is so the it's, game. It's not, like, a trial version or anything like that? I don't think so. Uh, I think it's the whole thing. Wow. Um, or, you know, at the very least, it would be, like, you know... With ads? Two or zones or something. Um, I, I really don't know. I, it seemed totally the whole thing to me when I was playing it, so... Weird. Uh, and then, and uh, I mentioned it because, I guess... It not only works on you know mobile or or your iPad, but but you can play it on your like Mac, you know, like because um, Mac has that whole like whatever it's called like launch pad or you know launch right. station or whatever the hell it is. That's pretty uh, cool yeah. though. So so yeah. Anyway, if 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 anybody's curious how that game is, it's uh, I think it's free to play this week. So yeah, thanks for the heads up. I'm gonna go out and get one. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna go get a Starbucks. <laughs> Do it tomorrow. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, like right now. Hold on, guys. <laughs> Wait. So, do you you had to buy a drink or something in order to get it? Or well, because... I mean, if you're there, you're probably buying a drink. <laughs> but but no, I they're... think they're just in the holders on the yeah, counters, it's right? Yeah. Them at the counter, so it doesn't matter what you get. <laughs> just get a whole bunch of them. <laughs> well, you could, I guess. Uh, but Christmas yeah, just gifts. Order like a. Uh, whatever it is, a uh, a short. You get like a short latte, and then just like shablam, pick up a copy of the game. So. Hmm. Well, thanks for that tip. Yeah, absolutely. It expires good. February something. Like oh, you, so you got plenty of time. You got to use the code by then. But yeah, that's a lot of time. <laughs> a lot of time for Sonic. <laughs> for Sonic, <hell> yeah. <laughs> um. So we have just a couple other little details. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it before. But uh, there is a VR headset being made called the Oculus Rift. And uh, there was a Kickstarter a while back for this, which it easily met its quota. Uh, and um, so it, it's being put into production now. And they finally announced an, uh, a shipping uh, month for it. Not, not necessarily a, ta- a date or anything, but just March 2013. Nice. So um, if, you, if you didn't know what it is, it's this headset, <clears throat> you know, a fully encompassing headset uh, for your video games, and um, people like John Carmack and Gabe Newell have been seen in videos for the Oculus Rift, basically saying like this is going to be an awesome device, and they totally endorse it and that sort of thing. So, um, uh, my boyfriend actually is going to be getting one when they ship. So I'll be curious to to try it out. Maybe have like a 
I mean, hopefully I'll remember this in March. But uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll... if the world hasn't ended by then <laughs> and this show exists still, you can <laughs> well, you can hear about it then in March. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be awesome. Um. So it, the cool thing about it, though, is that uh, there's a couple. Let's see here. There's there's some differences currently between the uh, the final dev kits for this thing and the initial prototypes that uh, were unveiled before. Are they um, improvements? No, yeah, they're well. <laughs> they got worse. Yeah, well, okay. One thing is it's it's heavier, a little bit heavier than it was before, which for me is not really so great because it's like you want something on your head that's even yeah. heavier, kind of weighing it's your like head a down. Virtual boy all over again. But it is good because. Um, for example, the display is improved. Now it's a 1280 by uh, 807 inch display, as opposed to the the original 5.6 inch uh, LCD. So um, it'll have a bigger screen. I think they have to do like um, you know, because it's around your eyes, they're probably gonna have to do like a fisheye kind of lens effect, just so everything kind of covers uh, correctly. But I, I'm I'm super curious to see just what it looks like. Like, yeah. will there be distortion? Will it look exactly like, you know, your normal gaming experience? Um, but yeah, so the, their claim is, quote-unquote, the new display beats the old display in almost every key area, including response time, switching time, contrast, and color quality. Sure. So that extra three grams of, of weight... It's totally uh, worth it. It's worth it. Uh, yeah. So that should be interesting. That's on the horizon. Uh, something else on the horizon... Uh, much farther away, though, is uh, the, the Bungie game that they're making with Activision um, that is called Destiny. And just this week, they released a bunch of screenshots uh, of, of concept work. I mean, it's not screenshots from the actual game. It's like their they're production uh, stills, basically. And what's funny is a lot of it kind of reminds me of, like, Killzone a little bit. Like, you have, I guess, alien uh, creatures that have those kind of uh, intimidating-looking masks, and you have some really unusual tank-type devices in the background. Um, So it's more of a... Well, I guess Halo is slightly fantasy in terms of the aliens and stuff that happened, but um, they're trying to make it, quote-unquote, as tangible, deep, and relatable as that of the Star Wars franchise. So I don't know if that means they're trying to make this whole fucking universe or galaxy with, you know, different aliens and, you know, like, are they going to have, like, does that mean, like, there's going to be, like, some kind of Jedi-ish kind of, you know, powered people or, or whatever? So It just um, means that they're going to make it and then they're going to remake it, then they're going to remake it. Oh, God. <laughs> then they're going to remake it. Well, that's the, awesome. <laughs> the title the title's supposed to span four games, supposedly. Four games, DLC releases, obviously. And then into the next console generation. But, I mean, it kind of has to be because, I mean, we're almost into the next console generation anyway. So it's not like you can keep it on the previous one because people will be like, what the fuck? PS3 only. Eat shit, everyone. Yeah. They How still... did Colin just get on here? <laughs> <laughs> that was an unintentional Colin impression. <laughs> so he's been here the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. But yeah, so uh, it's it's they're trying to make it seem like it's going to be really epic. Ironically, a lot of the the screenshots elements of it kind of remind me of like a fantasy kind of Halo. <laughs> so it's like maybe they're not going too far from their roots. I don't know. There was a rumor a while back that they're claiming is not true that it, uh, maybe this was going to be like an MMO series or something. But the fact that they said it's going to involve four games makes me believe it's not going to be. 
Because it's like, why would you do that? Right. Um, yeah, so hopefully Bungie will make something awesome. I mean, they've made great stuff in the past, consistently good. So, you know, it's a lot of... I don't know, it's a lot to, to, to hold up to, because it's like, if they fuck up with this right after they left Microsoft, <laughs> right. then people are going to be like, hmm, maybe Bungie's not so great, you know, if there's something off. Because people <laughs> are fickle. the real hero? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people are very fickle, or gamers at least. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there's all that. Oh, here's something funny, and maybe some of the listeners will know what it is, and maybe they won't. Uh, but a couple of years ago... This fan group made this uh, unique game, which looked like it was made with RPG Maker. If anyone knows what that is, it's a very simplistic uh, uh, program that lets you, you know, add uh, imagery and gameplay elements from, like, you know, like a stereotypical Japanese RPG. Um, and they made a game, an RPG called Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. <laughs> <laughs> It's such an awesome title, <laughs> and it was with a little mini, a little mini Charles Barkley, um, you know, going in an RPG kind of universe, fighting things. And I always remember there's a specific imagery of this one like boss character that's, I think he's called Ball Monster, and he's basically made of uh, basketballs. Ball so, Monster. Very weird, very fan made, very popular with like culty popular. You know, like if you were on 4chan or something, you probably knew about it at least. Um, well, Shut Up and Jam was like an actual game, right? Right. Like, so, uh, so it's like a, this hilarious mashup sort of I, situation, right? I think maybe, now that you mention it, that might be where some of the art assets came from. Oh, yeah. So, like, Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. <laughs> the Gaiden is supposed to be like, oh, it's a Japanese RPG. Woo. Right. Um, so now... <laughs> I think that was like at least three or four years ago, at least. So now uh, they've made a Kickstarter, the guys that made the original game, to make a sequel. And what's funny is they all, they're they looking for 35000 And I think as of uh, doing this podcast, they have like 29000 already. Yeah. So And I think they just started it. They still have like 28, 29 days to go. So that they should easily make their, their, their requirement. Um, so it's some really long title. Now it's going to be called The Magic Realms of Tirnanog, Escape from Necron 7, Revenge of the Kukularian, <laughs> the official game of the movie, chapter, <laughs> chapter 2 of the Hoops Barkley Saga. <laughs> yeah. Of the Hoops Barkley Saga. <laughs> or as Damn they it. call it, or they just call it Barkley 2 for short. So, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Damn it. They, um, <laughs> to get people into it, they've apparently released a free Mac version of the original, the Bar- uh, Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden. Awesome. So if, if anyone has a Mac and they want to try it out, um, I'll, I'll post it. I'll try to remember and post it in the show notes a link to it. That's going to be iTunes. I, I'm definitely going Mac to try version. that as well, <laughs> and I will report back myself. <laughs> I just love that long-ass title. The Magic yep. Realms of Tirnanog, Escape from Necron 7, Revenge of the Kukulain, Official Game of the Movie, Chapter 2 of the Hoop Sparkly Sock. It's like, oh, god hoops. damn it. There's like five different titles in the title. Um, yeah. So then, obviously, improved graphics, probably actual new graphics, because this isn't going to be based off of uh, emulate, an emulator ROM or whatever that they did before. So, kind of funny. I, I, I really like, I mean, I'm sure, who was it, Colin or somebody was like, meh, but I really like how uh, Kickstarter has become this kind of haven 
for like um, old retro game kind of ideas like that normally would go nowhere. But magically right. on Kickstarter, people are like, I would like to see a Charles Barkley too. <laughs> I would like to see. Why know, not? Why not? You know, as long as people pay are happy to pay for it, it's like, yeah. why not? That's true. So, because I've seen like in the past, uh, something else that uh, our our listener Mouse had mentioned, uh, a lot of other um, old Sierra Online games, um, the creators have been able to go on a Kickstarter and make kind of spiritual successor games based off of, you know, n- nostalgic gamers that are like, dude, I want to totally contribute money to to this game. I think, um, so Laurie and Corey Cole are doing a Quest for Glory one, and then I, I can't remember, is it maybe Roberta Williams, Whoa. you know, of, of, of King's Quest? Yeah. I thought she was also doing... Really? <laughs> yeah. Man, I thought I... she was, like, out of the game entirely. No, well, the the two the two guys from Andromeda, you know, the ones that did uh, Space Quest. Yeah. And they called themselves that. They yeah. succeeded. They're making another game. Uh, Holy crap! Leisure Suit Larry. They're making a remake of the original, and that worked. Um, That's awesome. Oh no, it's Jane Jensen. I'm, I got that wrong. Oh, okay. Not yeah. Williams. So Jane Jensen, you know, she did a lot of like mystery adventure games. Like I think she did Gabriel Knight, right? Okay. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, they're all kind of from that same era, so they all kind of mush sure. together in my head when I'm trying to remember this stuff. So it's it's awesome that at least four different groups of, of old uh, adventure game era people have been able to start again with, with new adventure games because of fans who are willing to dedicate money yeah. to, towards their, those causes. So that's, yay, Kickstarter! Maybe <laughs> I mean, we'll get... Uh... Maybe we'll get Harvester too. Oh God! <laughs> you know what? Somebody should do that. Like, find. Yeah. How old is that guy now? The one that the, the guy that was the main guy in Harvester. Yeah. He transformed into uh, the main actor from uh, Office Space. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> they, they looked Livingston. similar. Yeah. Ron, Ron Livingston will Ron be Livingston. in Harvester too. Heaven there you go. He hasn't done that much since. <laughs> Since whatever else he's done. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Band of Brothers he was in. And oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> he wasn't bad in that. No, yeah. Harvester two. Somebody make it happen. I think we're, uh we're like, 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 like Barkley too, Harvester Two is going to have to include a longer title. So I think they should just include all of the you know, controversial aspects of the original Harvester in the title. <laughs> Harvester so, Gore. Intercourse, <laughs> S&M, murder, suicide, all those things. Cartoony background, Harvester 2. <laughs> yes. If you remember the dialogue, you just just have it be all the phrases that he said when he tried to access things. <laughs> and so the name of the game is something like, you know, Harvester 2, okay, that didn't work. <laughs> things, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, now I really hope somebody does that. That'd be awesome. I mean... If they made it exactly the way they made the the original game, it probably wouldn't be that hard because it's extremely linear. Yeah. In in how it, in the story functions, but uh, it's uh, Harvester Two in parentheses, not those Roadrunner cartoons. <laughs> Roadrunner cartoons. Roadrunner, Roadrunner cartoons. Oh god, that fucking! If anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, YouTube <laughs> Harvester ending. <laughs> Yeah. I think we we talked about it on the show. Yeah, before. we definitely I think, did. A long I think time we did ago. link to the. <laughs> I think we linked to the ending. That's but bullshit, yeah. mom. Yeah, that's bullshit, <laughs> mom. Yep. Oh Jesus. 
Okay. Well, that's uh, <laughs> I think that's pretty good for this week. Uh, that's our show for this week. If you would like to, us to talk about anything else ridiculous like what we just talked about today, uh, be sure to email us. Uh, we have an email at uh, nameofgamepodcast at gmail.com. And I will pay more attention to answering those emails. Yeah. I promise. Thank you once again, our dear reader. Yes. Thank thank you, dear listeners. Uh, so, okay. So that you can reach us by email. Or we have a Twitter, which is not as good, <laughs> which is at. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be totally honest. Way to sell it. No, because well, I I've mentioned this before, but it's like I don't know how people can keep up with with Twitter, like following people on Twitter, because it's like unless you're looking at the fucking screen every couple of minutes, it's like you always miss something. <laughs> so. Uh. I don't want to accidentally miss a fan's, you know, tweet just because I suck at checking Twitter. So email is better. They can like personal message us. That's true. You can personal message us on, on there. That that that's fine. Uh, which is at in the name of game. We have a Facebook which we do check very regularly, uh, which is just in the name of game. Um, our Facebook group. And if you don't want to do any of that stuff, we have an iTunes uh, that you can find us on iTunes and subscribe to us. Uh, we also have a website, which I post the show notes to, uh, which is just in the name of game.com. So a lot of different ways to contact us. Uh, so after the show, if you want to hear the uh, conclusion to our Walking Dead spoiler alert section, we're going to be doing that. But uh, in the meantime, uh, have a great week playing games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I'm expecting Colin to somehow yeah. to go like... Quick mad video games, whatever. Just paste his voice in from an older episode. David, you can do it. Come on, David, do it. Quick, <laughs> <laughs> quick get mad video games. There you go. <laughs> anyway, until next time. It wasn't as good. That was lightning in a bottle that one time that I. <laughs> Never gonna be able to replicate that again. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> All right, and now, if you stuck around, welcome to our spoiler alert for Walking Dead. Uh, last week, we talked about episodes like one through four, and today, we're going to be talking about the last episode, um, which is quite the emotional roller coaster. So, well, the whole series, really. <laughs> yeah. So, so first of all, let, let's see how, how, did you, how did you feel overall about, the, about uh, No Time Left? Well, uh, just right off the bat, again with the technical issues, let me tell you where where the game decided to freeze and only give me audio. Um, it was when I was sitting across from the stranger. Oh God! And, and yeah, and it was right after I had Clementine hit him with the bottle, and. He tackles me to the floor, and then it freezes, and I just hear grunting noises. <laughs> what the fuck? And I just start yelling at my TV and run across the room and turn the PlayStation off as fast as I can. What? 
Um, why did you like? Why did you do that? So you well, wouldn't suddenly continue the story or something? Well, yeah, I didn't want to like. <laughs> I didn't want it to be where you know then she shoots him or something happens and I don't get to see it and I don't want it to save like maybe right. it's still going because I'm hearing the grunting noises but the picture's frozen <laughs> for me so I just turned it off as fast as I could and started it back up and then second playthrough of that scene went fine but um yeah overall what depressing game i mean it's it's very true to the comics in that regard you know yeah there's there's no happy ending in the zombie apocalypse yeah um so let's see so what what were some of the choices you made in the in the last episode okay so i had two saves but i didn't want to keep my original save because i thought it was going to be the shittier ending because my original one i had that problem where for the most part i was supportive of kenny but for some reason i just wasn't supportive enough so he didn't want to go with me to the um to find clem at the end right of yeah we, we talked about that where you said like i need you and then, and then you find I, but then i found out in this one like it doesn't matter because it's like he'll die regardless yeah so whatever and what's dumb is um initially because i brought everybody with me for the beginning of episode five right. i thought like fuck if i had left somebody behind with a boat would it have still been stolen yeah but then from talking to other people on various forums, no, this boat still gets stolen because whoever's stuck, stuck with the boat, they get, like, tied up or, or you know, like, held by gunpoint or something to, oh, wow. to give up the boat. Which part of me was thinking, like, dude, Kenny really needed that boat. Like, he was almost going kind of mental about wanting <laughs> to go on the boat. Like, I don't know, even if somebody had gunpointed to his head, would he necessarily be like, yeah, okay, take it? Or would you have tried yeah, to fight not, them not for? Yeah, not the way that he's been talking about it the entire game, you know. You know what would have been? I mean, considering that he's going to die anyway, it would have been interesting if, uh, like, if you really were on his bad side and he stuck stayed behind. Like, maybe if that's where he died, like he tried to fight them for the boat because he was just like, "Fuck everybody, I want the boat." Kenny and then, versus the cancer patients. Yeah, yeah. How embarrassing is that too? If he was the one that stuck behind and he got tied up by a bunch of like. Yeah. Old sick people <laughs> that, that managed to, like, you know, steal a fucking giant boat from him. All um, still, like, suffering effects of chemo and stuff. And, yeah. And he just gets taken out. But it, it's weird because, um, I guess, I don't know, like, you think that you're going to have an effect on the story all the way up until chapter five, right? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, yeah. And for the longest time, I'm like, oh my god, who do I save? Who do I kill? And then they actually gave you kind of a warning, and I never understood it at the time. Like, for example, with uh, uh, Doug and um, Carly. Like, yeah, okay, you notice they both die no matter what at the end of, was it, like, was yeah, it episode two? The, um, three? Or was it three was the RV? A three, three. Right. And I should have taken that as my warning <laughs> because I still felt for some reason like anything I did still would, you know, lead me down a different path. But you realize at a very distinct point in episode five that like, oh, so no matter what the fuck I do, Ben and Kenny will always die. Uh, Omid and Krista will always survive. And yeah. 
Lee is always fucked because <laughs> there's nothing you can do once you get bitten. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, I, yeah, not, that, not that I didn't like the story. I still fucking cried like a baby at the very end of it. But, like, right. um, it, it would have been really interesting if there still was some of your choice in the ending. Like, really, when it comes down to it, the only thing that you can change in the ending that – and it still doesn't make a super difference, but that sticks – is whether you shoot Lee or you leave him. Yeah. And that's the only thing that makes the endings different. Other than that, everything else will come up to that exact same like little bottleneck in terms of story. Like you'll always just be you uh, uh, you and Clem and having to teach her stuff, you know. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that you you said this because I felt the exact same way where it's like the season uh, the episode five is where you realize like oh i've been on a tram ride this whole time you know like mm-hmm. i just didn't notice the rail under me but i mean it, it, it's clever in a way because it's it's not like i dislike the story or anything it's just that it's kind of like um in a way it feels like false advertising like the yeah. quality of the story is good however there's this extra arm to that that said hey things will change depending on how you like it even says at the beginning like the story will change depending on how you play it or whatever the phrase is. I, I can't remember the exact phrase, but it's not actually true. Right. <laughs> because little things will change. It'll be like the story. Yeah. The story will temporarily change. Like you will have a different body traveling with you, but it's right. still a body and it's going to die. You know? Right. Like you can't do anything drastic. Like I think I mentioned in the other one, it would have been crazy if I could toss Ben off the, the train. <laughs> Right, right. When I when I threatened him that I was going to, right? But no, you can't. <laughs> you can't really do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I'm I'm trying to sort my feelings out even still about it. Like it is very heartfelt between Clem and and Lee. Like yeah. I, I still felt like, oh my god, like you feel that bond. And what's weird is like she didn't react so much about her parents. You know, like yeah, she I saw her maybe- parents. <laughs> I guess we didn't get so much time because, like, right after that, you pass out, you know? Right. Or well, the other thing, too, I was thinking about it, and I realized, well, maybe the whole trip, even though she's like, I want to find my parents, I want to find my parents, she's kind of a mature kid for her age. Yeah. There might have come a point where she was starting to get it in her head, like, well, I maybe they aren't alive anymore. I'm, I'm still going to look for them, but maybe I should be kind of realistic and and realize like they not, might not be around, so yeah, I don't know. Like if you think about it, Lee and her weren't actually together for a, t- a really long time. Like what was it maybe? Well, I guess it could be. Well, yeah, there's a couple passage months. of time between like episodes one and two. I keep forgetting they were actually at the motel uh, for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's how uh, what's his name Nick or whatever Mark. you know he's just suddenly with you and yeah, because Mark like, provided food, so that was the excuse for how they could survive at that area for longer. Yeah, well, so so um, it's a good thing you mentioned food, so we can kind of talk about this big reveal for people that you know maybe aren't playing it and just want to hear about it, mm-hmm. and kind of uh, we could discuss whether or not you know you thought it was a cool reveal with the stranger. Oh. Well, it's another trick because at that point I realized uh, – I think maybe it was either right before or at that exact point where I realized, oh, this story is going to happen a specific way no matter what the hell I do now. 
And I think it was when he started describing all the times that I either did something good or did something bad. Yeah. That I was like, at first I thought, oh shit, I wonder what would happen if I hadn't taken the food and I hadn't given Clem the, the sweater and I hadn't done this or that. But you realize like, He's still going to be nuts either way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I didn't I didn't uh, take the food when we saw the car. Uh-huh. But, you know, obviously your group does your anyway. Your group does. So it's, it's like he's still going to lump you in with the uh, Yeah, Kenny and that's exactly what he does. And, like, I realized that when he started listening to things. And I'm like, okay, so this is going to be tailored to my choices, the things he's saying. Mm-hmm. So he's going to say that. And I'm like, he's not going to give me any sort of discount for that. You know, like, I'm still, you know... He's still going to try to kill me here, so yeah. You know, let's get on with it. But um, I, I think I think it was it was kind of a good plant and payoff there for them, where it's like this car, and maybe a lot of people aren't thinking about like what was with that car. Like nothing is ever gonna, you know, we just found that car and got food, and it's well, what Deus Ex Machina. Where yeah, that- we just that was the weird. I, I think a lot of people at the time kind of chalked it up to, well, we've been through so much shit. They had to toss us a bone somehow. <laughs> yeah, Telltale doesn't care about us. No. And then you find out later, no, 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 that was a test for you because this guy somehow tracked you down. Yeah. Actually, that still doesn't make a ton of sense. How did he track you down? Yeah, I don't know. And, and like, I when... mean, he used, he used the walkie-talkie, right? But... Yeah, unless she was just talking to him so much more and telling him more things and that was easier for him to follow. But, yeah, I mean, there's a big portion of his story that is totally unexplained, like how his wife died and turned into the head in the bowling ball bag, you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it's they're just asking us to... <laughs> kind of just take it. Here, yeah. I mean, well, that was the the whole thing because I was thinking the entire time, like, I wonder who the fuck this person is. For a while, I thought, well, fuck, maybe it's um, that, you know, because Lee originally got convicted because he killed, oh, no, he killed, didn't know. Yeah, yeah, he killed, he killed um, the guy that his wife was cheating on him with. Like, is, is it somebody that was related to that or like? That's what I thought, too. But then it, it seemed like such a stretch even then for that to be true. I was like, ah, oh, shit. It's like, dude, it's, you know, there's zombies everywhere. Let it go. <laughs> like, yeah. like w- this guy was your brother or something. Okay, but there's zombies everywhere. Yeah. And I think Lee has kind of paid the price considering his entire family is dead and he had to, uh, you know, smash, uh, chop the neck of his brothers. So. Oh, speaking of the whole family being dead, that part where um, Ben finally tells off, if was Ben alive in yours? Yeah, well, yeah, he died. Um, oh, and that's another thing. Last time we were talking, and I'm like, oh, I wonder, you know, Ben, <laughs> I need to prove myself. And you're uh, like, oh, just wait and see. <laughs> that, okay, that was really telltale trolling everybody because the, in mine, um, because I saved him, he fucking fell and impaled himself yeah. on that uh, that piece of metal. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, maybe he just broke a leg or something. No, he fucking impaled himself. And that actually, I would have preferred that he had died earlier and that Kenny died the other way instead of dying trying to save him. Because it didn't make sense. Kenny saw him, he's impaled in the, through the middle of his fucking body. 
Like, you can't survive from that. They, there's no doctors. So, and it's, you can't just put a Band-Aid on that kind of thing. Like, so they're, they're trying to establish that Kenny's, you know, has seen the error of his ways and that... But in know, that, yeah, in that particular but, case, it doesn't make sense, though, because right. it's like, even if you picked him up and ran, how and you can't defend him. You can get behind that gate that he put Lee behind and shoot him from there if you're going to put the kid out of his misery. Like, what? You're not helping anything by sticking around and getting mauled by zombies. They do make a point of not showing him die. Right. So you could assume, like, in either case of Kenny supposedly dying, maybe he didn't actually die. Because the other one, I don't know if you saw it, the other one, if Ben was already dead is uh you know when you're walking along those uh those rooftops you'll come across some like hole in, in the ceiling oh, yeah. and if if uh Kenny was already dead at that point they're not going to say anything they're just kind of looking down there like oh there must be a ton of zombies down there yeah where and it's then, just like oh well watch out for that hole or something yeah like. but like in in the one if Kenny's still around at that time they do something where i think Lee or somebody drops that walkie-talkie, and Krista jumps down there going like, fuck it, I'll get it. But then there's zombies coming. So Kenny jumps down there to save her and lifts her up. But then, of course, there's no time once she's being lifted up to, to lift him up, right? Yeah. So in that way, that seems, I mean, it's still dumb, but it's, it makes more sense because it feels like, well, there was a reason for him helping her. You know? Yeah, it's dumb. And, and that that way it's dumb on Chris's behalf because they have established earlier in the game that there are zombies in buildings, like when they're in the hospital and they're mm -hmm. like, this is full of zombies. Um, you know, they established that. So her just being like, all right, I'll get it. And like throwing caution to the wind. Right. But, um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still, I stand by my rating. I still really like the game. Um, Wow. Uh, well, I, mean, I don't know. There's, there's, and, and the other thing, too, is the <laughs> cutting off the arm. <laughs> they made yeah. you feel like, fuck, am I going to do something really stupid by cutting this arm off? But then <laughs> you realize he'll be just as capable with well, it. Well, they also tricked us, like, you know, as fans of the comic where we've seen it happen with Rick. Yeah. And that's what gave us the idea. Like, oh, that's that'll probably be okay. Yeah. And yet, no. No, it's not. <laughs> He'll uh, get fucked up just as well. But then in the yeah. comic, to be fair, they've done that multiple times, and it doesn't work every time. So Yeah, true. Just, you know, you figure it's the lead. So. Right. Well, me, because I had read some of the comic, and I knew about that whole chopping business, like... I did it anyway, but I, I kind of knew in the back of my head it wasn't going to work because they were walking around for a while before he chopped it. Like, they established, like, you have to do it really fucking fast if you have yeah. any hope of, you know, because it's going to circulate. <laughs> so, you know, you got to chop it off within minutes of getting bitten, honestly. Even then, it's kind of risky. So, I don't know. Like, I, I did it regardless because part of me was curious. Like, are they really going to let me cut off the arm? And they did. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, there it goes. Chop, chop. Um, I do I do love in the game that 
not once is it like a clean cut, like swing the axe once and take someone's head off. Right. It's always like, you're going to whack it four times. Like, yeah. enjoy. But it's true because it's like they've never used that equipment before. Yeah. They're like, how do I do this? <laughs> and then, they, you know, they do it as well as they can. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. There were some there's some really good moments and then there's other moments where I was like, ah, they could have done something else. They could have tried to track down. Well, I guess they would have been gone in the boat. Like that, that would have been my concern. Like, fuck those guys go, go track down that boat, <laughs> get it back. Yeah. They're old people. How fast could they be? You know, but, uh, I guess, you know, since Clem was the important element, they couldn't just go run off and secure the boat first. But the other thing too, speaking of boats, is that no matter what you pick for telling Clem, like, go find... Yeah. Oh, no, not Clem. Um, I was wondering about that. Because <laughs> there's a, uh, one that Omid. says, like, Omid and Krista, and also Clem. Like, you could tell Clem, keep moving, go into the forest, or some other shit, right? But then, um, even if you do yeah. that, you always get that last scene at the end where she's in the field. So, like, if I... Mine, right. I told her to go find Krista and Omid because they were going to go get a boat. And she's like, well, fuck you, Clem, because you clearly didn't go look for a boat. You're, like, in the Midwest somewhere. Where... Yeah, like, what kind of time? Yeah, because I told her to go by the train is what I told them and I told her. So, like, yeah, what kind of time has passed between while the cr- credits were rolling, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, she could have she could have taken her a while. And then the the two people on the hill. So the yeah. two people on the hill, my assumption was that it was Krista and Omid because Omid is shorter than Krista and the heights looked about right. Yeah. And again, who knows who it could be because she's all freaked out. But she might just be freaked out because uh, she just can't see who it is. Yeah. That was my assumption for Clementine. But uh, I don't know. I- I'm wondering what they're going to do for season two because Clementine survived. Krista and Omid survived. Is it going to still have them? Are they going to maybe just be... Um, uh, side cameo kind yeah, of. Yeah, are they going to be like um, uh, what's his name, the driver, um, the pizza delivery guy? Jesus, he's on the he's in the comic and on the show. I'm trying to think of his name. Pizza. Um, yeah, he's the he's the scout. Like he um, was actually raised in the town and he knows his way around. Asian dude. Oh, Glenn. Yeah, Glenn. Jesus. Oh, Christ, like, total, <laughs> was he a yeah. pizza delivery guy? Yeah, yeah. That's he, what I, was. I thought he just took a car from there. No, because he said um, they. He even asked, like, "Oh, so you know your way around town?" And he mentions that. Oh. Yeah. For some reason, I totally missed that little tidbit. Yeah, and then uh, who else was? Who else was in the game that was also like on the show and in the comics? But yeah, I mean, it could be where these three will turn into those type of, you know, pop in and out of your main story. Right. With a new band of survivors or whatever. Or well, I didn't realize, not survivors as it, as it is. I, I didn't realize that Lily actually is supposed to be a comic character. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, for some reason that didn't connect for me. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, oh, who is she? She just ran off. I guess she's going to get killed. <laughs> right. I don't know. Because it... In the comic and the show and the game, there are all, a lot of characters that share the same first names, like because they're very generic kind of names. So that's the other reason why I was like, "Oh, it's just you know a Lily or something." Um, yeah. 
But yeah, no, I, God, it, it's so weird. Like, it, it felt like a bait and switch once you realize it's very linear. But I, I still don't hate it. <laughs> I still feel like, well, you know, I got an emotional experience out of it. So I, I appreciate what they did. However, for the next go around, if I get season two, if they say that the stuff I do makes a difference, it better actually make a difference, you yeah. know? Like, I don't want it to, to be like this again, where it's like, I I might just purposely fuck around because I'll realize, like, oh, well, no matter what, I'm still going to get the same ending, you know? I wonder if, they, if they're doing this because, I mean, is the game is considered part of the canon, right? Because mm-hmm. there are characters that exist in you know all three for glenn's case and you know lily's at least yeah she's in the comic and in the game right and so maybe they like need to do that for canon purposes but you could still just create all new characters and then if they die in the game then they're not going to pop up in the show or the comic you know like yeah so I don't know what their what their hesitation is to actually making it a truly like your decisions will affect your results. Like maybe they have this really long plot plan for for all of whatever seasons that they're going to do. Yeah. And they they don't want to stray from you know like like they have specific things that need to happen to connect to the to each season and they they can't. Well, no, you could still do some leeway with with choices. I don't know. I mean, it there is the the problem with uh, choose your own adventure kind of things where like the more choices you allow the player to have, the more that splits up and forks into like additional paths that uh, that you have to flesh out. Yeah. So it's like most if you notice, most games will give you like maybe three if they do brag about like a multiple ending thing. Right. Because that seems to feel like a fair number, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, other than that, though, like, a lot of games still will retain a lot of uh, choice for, for the, the developer itself. Like, they'll, they'll just give you illusions of, of you actually having an effect on any kind of uh, choice. But uh, I don't know. I, I think um, it, it played well enough. I, the, you had some crazy glitches. Mine weren't that bad. Oh, yeah. Because that, that thing with nobody talking, that would really be awful. I would have probably just yeah. done control all delete and like crashed it or something, <laughs> so that I uh, wouldn't uh, have that happen. But um, yeah, but there was something else about this episode five. It was kind of cool seeing Lee being all badass, like oh was... the the western moment. <laughs> yeah, with that music. Yes, I did love that. Um, like it made him more badass when he only had one arm because I'm like shit he is kicking ass yeah <laughs> he's just chopping people why couldn't he have done this earlier <laughs> you know like <laughs> right if he just did this the entire game then he'd have both arms yeah exactly <laughs> but um yeah that I definitely give him props for that because that was a really cool hero moment yeah, yeah. um if you I think if you have two arms then he does this thing where like he grabs like a a shard of glass or something as as the other uh, item so it's like oh two sharp things yeah um but yeah and, and i again like i think i said last time like it's really good that they made you know you get like a black character but he's a really likable strong character it's not like a stereotype 
Yeah. It's, it's not like, you know, one of those side characters that's a black character that will always, like, die or, like, something yeah. awful happens or whatever. Like, well, I mean, I, I guess he did die, but... <laughs> not not like the first two. Like, they always love to do, like, in horror movies anyway. Yeah. Where it's, oh, oh there's a black character. Let's kill him And it'd be literally, like, the first death in the film. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird why they do that. Um, Yeah, no, really positive character. And it's actually, I would think it'd be really difficult for them to to beat that. Because you have an amazing bond between him and Clem. And you have both two amazing characters in their own right. But, like, you can't replicate that in the second season because it's already been done. So it's like, what are they... They can't do the same dynamic, even. I don't think they can get away with, like, another, like, kid and adult pairing like that, you know? Um so, I mean, I guess maybe they could do, if it were Omid and Krista, um, them raising Clem or trying to, like, make a normal family sort of life for her. Yeah, and but the other thing is, like, I'm not entirely sure I want to see that. Like, it feels, if they hadn't been so cliffhangery with the end of, of this season, and if they had had a bit more closure to Clem, you know, just moving on and growing up in this world and being tough and whatever, and they just ended it. Yeah. I would have been like, okay, I accept that. Let's have a new character. Because in a way, I kind of don't want to keep continuing with her because what made her so great was like, it was her and Lee, and now Lee's not there. So that dynamic you have, if they try to replicate that with somebody new, yeah. it's always going to feel lame. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah. Anyway. And plus the... Like the those two characters weren't as fully developed as you know anyone else because they came pretty late in the game, weren't they? Four were they episode four? Oh, Krista and Omid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it? Because they were they were the train. They were. It was the, the end of three, right? End of three. Yeah. Yeah, the tanker, right? Right, because they were right at the end and they didn't trust anybody. Um, what's funny, what's funny is Krista at first was like, fuck you guys, you know, for, for most things. Like, he was like, if you guys give us trouble, we'll move on. But like, if you think about it, they got into way more trouble (laughs) as soon as they committed to that group, you know, like they were put in a lot more danger. Like, I kind of do wonder what would have happened to Krista and Omid if they just kept on, like helped them, but kept going. Yeah. I mean, what sucks is like that train led a shitload of zombies over there. So it's in a way they couldn't just stick around and do their own thing. Cause like there were all those zombies on the way. Right. Like maybe the zombies would have been led by the train, but like there's that big danger. Like some would break off and start chasing after Kristen Omid. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, did she want to, did she want to kill her kid? Because there's that scene where they offer her like some alcohol and she kind of pauses. And yeah. And then grabs it. Everybody and... sort of looks at her. Like, I think they all realize like, if they didn't before that she probably is pregnant because of that hesitation. Yeah. But then she's like, she takes a huge swing of it. So it's like, uh, do you want to kill the kid? <laughs> like, do you want, uh, I mean, one thing that they don't mention in the game that they actually did mention in the TV show. And I hadn't really considered till they mentioned it was what happens if, you know, some, some kids die in childbirth. Yeah, do they stay in the womb and then... Do they become, like, a fucking like, zombie kid uh, in her yeah. stomach, in her, her uh, uterus? <laughs> like, yeah. what 
Ugh, can you can you imagine that? Like it'd be like a the fucking like alien or something like breaking out of there, or not even breaking out, just eating everything. In. Or it's like uh, the uh, did you see the Dawn of the Dead remake? Uh, no. Wait, is like the one with Ving Rhames? Yes, Ving Rhames. I saw some of it. Um, I do believe he dies in that. Yeah, right? near just, the end, right? Okay, so he lasted a little longer. Yeah. Um, they all die in it. Yeah, but. Um, spoiler, but they have the, um, Mackay Pfeiffer is in it and huh. it's his girlfriend that's pregnant. Oh no. She has the, she has like a zombie baby that they hide and try to keep alive. Wait, what? So it, they gave birth to a zombie baby? Yeah. Like it's Or did actually, it die right after and then become a No, zombie? no. Cause it's, it, I think it rips its way out of her stomach. But so. she survived? No, she died. Oh. She turned into a zombie. But he still tried to keep it? Yeah, he's like, that's my son. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think he he shoots someone. Like, he actually kills someone trying to Kill prevent the them from killing the kid. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. I understand that bond that parents have with their kids, but come on. You don't come back from being a zombie. It's not like yeah, you're better. Yeah, plus... I don't know if that bo- how strong that bond would be if your kid is snarling and trying to eat your flesh off your fingers, you know. Oh, God. That's got to be a really they had, strong... They actually had some of that in uh, in Walking Dead. There's a character, too, who think that... Maybe they do realize, like, it's never not going to be a zombie, but they just can't let go of that person. So it's yeah. like they will secretly hide or tie up or whatever that zombie... Right. So they can, uh, you know, stay near them, as weird of a fucking idea as that is. Well, even Michonne has that in a, in a like, small way with the her boyfriend and his Well, friend. hers was much more practical, though. Yes. Because uh, if you see the, um, you know how way after the fact that he released a little mini comic that was like, what happened to her? Did you ever oh, read no. that one? Oh, I didn't read that one. So, like, she was a lawyer and whatever before. So even once she realizes that her uh, that her boyfriend and friend uh, are zombies, like, she cuts off their jaw and whatever that stuff, like, really soon after. So oh, okay. it's, it's not like she hung around and was like, oh, what do I do? Uh, I mean, I mean, she kind of did that just so she could figure out, like, what her game plan was. But not yeah. because she wanted to keep them alive. She she did her stuff for a way more practical reason because she found yeah. that whole thing like oh they stop getting bitey and then they keep other zombies from getting to her and you know weird stuff that somehow works. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the keeping a, a zombie alive just for like nostalgia or like for feelings for that dead person is a little impractical and stupid. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Maybe they'll do that for the Telltale game. They'll come across somebody that. Wait, did they do that? No, they didn't, right? I'm trying to think no, through the episodes just... now. No, they didn't. Um, no, they. I mean, they do on the show, and they do in the... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what were you going to... No, because I was thinking about the comic and, like, all the people in the comic, you know. There's right. a lot of instances of that, but, yeah, yeah not, no. not in the game. Hey, maybe something for, for the future. Oh, wait, they did. They do. Who was kept alive? It's right... It's... it's uh, head in a bag oh like near the end that's right yeah i don't know why i didn't remember that well because it was so fucking creepy (laughs) he's talking to her as if she would like be part of the conversation yeah yeah see that 
if if they had done something like he became too creepy too fast. That's it's the problem I had with that character. Like, what if it really was a regular guy, a dad that, you know, his his wife and his, his daughter or whatever got killed because of all the stuff that our characters did. So he would have a reason to be pissed. But instead of going fucking psycho, he would do it really just out of regular, pure, honest to goodness, vengeance, you know. And then that would be a lot more conflicting because if he didn't look like a nut job to Lee and he said, look, Lee, I'm a dad. I've done this. I'm going to take care yeah, of Yeah, or if he, yeah, if he made a case. Like a real case, not this weird yeah. case like where he <laughs> yeah. still sounds creepy and he's got those rings under his eyes and all this stuff like where he clearly is unhinged. Like if he was a legit dad, like who still had his head, head on straight and he was just super furious, but not like nuts. Yeah. Then I think I would have been more conflicted about, like, what if I did let him go? Like, I'm going to die. He's with Clem. He's not, like, a fucking pedophile or whatever. Then that would have been a really interesting conflict of interests. But because he was nuts, you never really had that choice. Right. Because he was crazy and talking to a head and stuff, you're like, okay, he's got to go. <laughs> he's, just, he's just nuts. Yeah. You know. But uh, that would have been an interesting twist. But they didn't do that. Opportunity missed. <laughs> missed opportunities. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think that's uh did did we miss anything? Um So no. Ben Ben was useless. Kenny died not really for a real reason. Yep. Well kind of in one way died for a real reason and then in the other way with Ben not really. <laughs> I mean the, I mean Kenny was like he he had to go, right? I mean his entire family, he watched his entire family die. And it well, it, it's that it almost feels like a trope, though, for like a, a film trope or something, because it's like he was kind of annoying and, and sort of useless and had problems and stuff up until the point where I had him kill that kid in the attic himself. Yeah. And then something happened where at the, my first go around, I didn't because I thought he needed my help again. But I tried for the hell of it to have him shoot the kid in the attic. And afterwards, it has the little, you know, the little text in the upper left screen. Yeah. It's like. You helped Kenny get through whatever, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh wow, and yeah. See, I didn't, I didn't do that. I, I took care of the kid. Because uh, that means he's, you're still like his crutch. But I guess yeah. in theory, if he's forced to do it and recognize that that's not duck, then it helps him kind of start mending mentally. Yeah. If that even makes sense. But um, at that point, he started getting better and getting clearer and wanting to care about the group and, and stuff that he wasn't really doing before. He was more selfish before. I mean, he's still selfish about, like, wanting to be on the boat and stuff, but he was more into, like, other people's welfare. Right. After that point. And he actually listened to Ben and felt bad about Ben saying, like, look, my whole family's dead or who knows what. At least you know what you knew what happened to your family. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, okay – He's actually becoming an almost useful member of the group. And then he just goes and tosses his life away. But that's like a trope, right? Because it's like in, in other ways it always happens in films. Like somebody has the turnaround or somebody finally has the unrequited romance requited or whatever. And then yeah. that's the point where they're like, nope, you can't be happy. You're dead. You know, even when it doesn't make sense sometimes, like in this case. Yeah. But uh, Jeez, I, it could have all turned out so much, so much better for the characters if Molly had hung around and just 
kept being a one-dimensional badass. I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, if she just kept killing everyone with her tool and was awesome, then... uh... Well, it's weird because it's like, where would she go? She kept hanging around in a city that she even mentioned was pretty much picked clean. Yeah. So it's like, is she really fucked? Because if she's already kind of gotten everything she needs out of that, and then all those fucking zombies come in, what does she do? Like, right. you clearly don't hear her ringing a bell somewhere else. So it's like, do you guess that she just gets totally fucked over? Or maybe if she was lucky enough, did she get out of town right before all those zombies came in? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of ifs and I don't knows <laughs> about that. Like, I guess she, she functions well for a cameo kind of character. But I don't know if I'd really want her as a main character. Because they made her too badass. And if they go back later and make her less badass, then it'll be noticeable. Like, oh, you guys had to dumb her down. or like we They nerf have... her? They yeah. nerf her? In yeah, you, had to, you had to nerf her so that she'd <laughs> seem more like a regular main character. Yeah. I don't know. But overall, not bad. Uh, I, I felt really bad. Like, you, did you have him, uh, have Clem kill Lee? Or did you leave Lee? No, I... I... I had her shoot him. Yeah. I saw that one. That seemed very sad. But I will say, having Clem leave Lee there is way more sad. <laughs> way sadder. Because um, when when Clem shoots Lee, you get that, like, she kind of goes like this, and then shoots, and it goes black. Yeah. And then that's the credits. However, when she says goodbye to Lee, it feels like, I don't know if they still say the same stuff, or maybe he says an extra line, like, I'll miss you or whatever. Yeah. Um, then he has, she has to leave him behind. So they have this really nice framing where um, she's at the bottom of that staircase leading up into who knows what. Yeah. And she looks back at him, and then he's, I think either he's pretty much dead or like dead at that point. And then she kind of has to walk up in that staircase. And visually, to me, that was way more powerful because it's like she's she's physically and like emotionally having to leave something behind. As opposed right. to that sharp, like, cut to black that you do if you shoot him. I thought maybe they're going to do something where, like, she has to shoot him because he dies and then he turns. And then you get that really, really depressing thing where, like, he's doing the, you know, like the yeah. zombie face with the clear eyes and all that stuff. Uh, but they didn't do that. Maybe that just would have been too much for some people. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so depressing, so sad. And even even, like leading up to it when you're seeing his skin just turn gray and everything and it was nice and subtle at first because it's like there was a shot in between i I can't remember which part where i noticed even in the that showdown with the crazy guy yeah i i did kind of a double take at one point i'm like does he look a little grayer yeah (laughs) and then by the time they're in the that jewelry store or whatever at the end it's like wow yeah he's fucked up (laughs) he's like it's like blue or green or something at that point um, but it was very effective because it's like if it when it's done subtly at first you just it just makes him feel like wow this is getting really tough for Lee and then it clicks in your head and you're like oh shit he is changing actually yeah he's yeah oh man oh god that thing yeah such a good character good character uh, so sad so <laughs> what hell the good characters have to die so young. yeah <laughs> yeah but anyway I think. Uh, Unless you have another tidbit. I think that kind of I wraps think, up. Yeah, uh, we, we put a bow tie on that game. Yeah. Walking Dead, excellent game. I hope you guys liked it as much as we did. Um, if you have any comments on it, uh, email us. <clears throat> we can always do like a weird 
fan related follow up uh, where we could discuss what other people have thought of the game as well. Um, if not, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Yep. Bye.